Welcome to Adoption Now, sharing real stories of the joys and challenges of adoption. Now here's the host of Adoption Now, April Fallon. Hi, welcome to Adoption Now, telling your adoption story. I'm your host, April Fallon. Thank you for joining this podcast. I am excited to be back in studio. I always say I'm so excited, but it's true. I love talking about adoption. I am an adoptive mother of four. My husband and I said yes to seven infant placements. So we have been on a huge journey trying to become parents and bring children home. And we've had great joy and great challenges in that journey. And so I love talking about adoption because I just see so many stories that come out that are similar and so many struggles that people go through. And then we can form a community of people together telling their stories. And so we can encourage other people to to join that journey. Or if they're stuck in the middle of it, we can help them through. So I am very honored to be telling stories and for all the families that have come on in the last two years, over a hundred families have told their stories and trusted me to do so. And we do go through the pre-interview process, but as soon as we go into studio, people are just sharing their hearts and and I just, I don't take that lightly. I thank you. Today, we are not going to do an interview. I am going to talk about something I think is very relevant and current. I think that this podcast needs to be up to date, and it really needs to be addressing real issues. I love the storytelling, and we learn a lot from storytelling. But today, I want to talk to you about something that happened to us this weekend, And from there, we want to help other people learn how to communicate with adoptive and foster families. One of the things that I feel passionate about is education. We are always inspiring people, yes, jump on the bandwagon, come with us, do foster care, do adoption. And sometimes in the midst of that, we don't train the people. We just get them excited and then they get involved and they're overwhelmed. And we don't train people on And what are the possibilities? What could happen? Yesterday at church, and this is very common, we were stopped. We are an interracial family. Our children are many different ethnicities. So wherever we go, I mean, people know that we've adopted or we're doing foster care. And I don't mind that question. People will stop us and say, are these your foster kids? And I I don't mind it. It's the tone when somebody stops you. And, And other families can agree to that. When somebody stops you and just ask you a question so brash, it's hard to kind of feel like, okay, is this a real question? Is this person upset? You don't really know where you're going to go. Well, yesterday I was stopped and the woman was very kind. I believe that the story I'm about to tell you, her intentions were right. She just didn't know how to ask the questions that she wanted to know. So I'm getting all the kids. Now we have four kids under seven years old. So it's pretty chaotic. They're all running in different directions. She had taken care of Malia in Sunday school. So she said to me, tell me their story. Okay. That's a very weird thing to start and say to somebody. Just tell me their story. If somebody were to stop you and say, tell me your story, where would you start? I mean, if somebody were to say that to me, I I don't know, when I was five, I fell off my bike. I mean, that is a huge question. Tell me their stories. So I said, well, what do you want to know about their stories? And she said, everything. Give me all the details. Okay. And two things 
You don't want to hear. Tell me their story and give me all the details. You don't have time to sit and give them all the details. And you don't even know what details they're trying to get. So I said, do you want to know where they're adopted from? She said, yeah. I said, okay, well, these two, because my youngest two are three years old and 17 months. So I said, these two that are standing right here, they're from Florida. And they came from the same birth mother. And she said... Oh, that's great. They came from the same birth mother. But doesn't she know about birth control? Uh, don't say that to a family. And let me tell you why. We are thinking that as well. But that's tricky for us because to say, didn't she think about birth control, would mean that we don't have these two beautiful children that she's trusting us to raise. And that's complicated for us. Do we want to get the call in the middle of the night that birth mother is pregnant again? Most of us, maybe not, because it's expensive. Maybe we weren't planning on having another child. For some of us, it's the greatest call ever. You want to have siblings. You wanted to adopt more children. But in our case, when we got the call with Malia, it was it was hard. It cost us $24,000, even though she was a biological sibling. So we knew we were going to have to come up with that money, another child, four children, I was in the middle of doing this podcast. I mean, it was a lot. But I want to tell you that baby has changed our lives. When we brought Malia home, she is the baby of all babies. I mean, she is neutral ground for everyone. No one fights with the baby. Everybody loves the baby. The baby brought our family together. I cannot imagine life without her. And so when you say, doesn't the mom know about birth control? Or when somebody says that to me, it's like, yeah, I I, I agree with you. But at the same time... I have this little baby. So that's confusing for us. We kind of all stop in our tracks like, oh, I don't know how to answer that. Another thing, poverty affects people more than we understand in America. I lived in Africa, and this is what I chose to tell that mom. I lived in Africa. I understood poverty in a third world country. Let me tell you, this pocket of Florida that I went to pick up these two girls is very similar to Africa. I can't even explain it. I can't believe it. But these children are very, very poor. And the mother is not educated. And they don't always have a chance to go to school. Yes, there's education. But are they going day in and day out? I don't know that they are because they weren't speaking clear English. Their teeth were rotted out. This was a bad situation. And if I tell that mother, I'd like you to get on birth control, What I'm saying is, I want to add one more thing to your plate. Can you find a ride with no car to the clinic? Can you figure that out? Can you trust your Medicaid to pay for everything and that they're going to treat you correctly? Because let me tell you, Medicaid is not the same in every state. And I was with her in the hospital, and it was terrible. I actually talked to the doctor and said, I can't believe you can treat another human being like this. It was so bad that to bring up, hey, let's get your tubes tied after you give birth felt wrong to me because I would be throwing her into a really bad hospital situation. So there's all these things that make it very complex. So just saying, doesn't the mother get birth control can be very hurtful to an adoptive family, can be very confusing to an adoptive family. And it doesn't really matter anyways. Does it matter to a stranger? I mean, do you really need to know if she is on birth control or not or if you're going to get another call? That doesn't really matter. So right there, it can shut an adoptive family down. They, They feel very protective of their mothers. 
Also, these mothers have chosen life. And as much as we want to make the birth mother the bad one in the story, they did not abort these babies. And they trusted us to raise them. And so many of us celebrate our birth mothers. And we don't look at the bad things that they're doing. We focus on on the person that they are and that they're trying to be. And, you know, they've gone through a lot. So the birth control question can be really tricky. I would be careful, you know, if you say that. And I'm talking to two different types of people. I'm talking to adoptive families and foster families that are going to hear this and they're going to laugh. You guys are laughing because you know you get stopped. You get these questions. But then I want this podcast to be for people who they're interested in foster care or adoption. They just don't know how to approach somebody. They don't know where to reach out. And so they come up to somebody and say something like this. So if we are in that boat, I just feel that this can reach your family and both sides of the spectrum. And also, if you have have a family member that says all the wrong things, maybe you can send this podcast to them and, and they can be like, oh, okay, I, I don't want to offend somebody. I don't think that's most people's hearts. So we continue on with our conversation. And she's like, I just love your family. I just love these girls. And she says, I am really interested in foster care. And I said, oh, that's so great. And she said, yes, because our family just took in a stray cat. And my kids did so well with the stray cat that I felt like we could bring in a baby. Okay. As much as I love pets, and I do love adoption when it comes to adopting dogs and cats, I am not anti-adopting pets. So I don't want any emails saying you don't like pets. No, I do. And I do realize that it's hard to do that and go through that process. But it makes us adoptive and foster parents cringe when people compare our child to an animal adoption. It is nothing alike. Let me tell you, as an adoptive mother, I have spent my life savings on adoption. I have given up so much. So many of our families have gone through so much struggle to bring a child home. They've gone through infertility. They have refinanced on their houses to get that extra money. They have fundraised. They have gone through so much pain. They get to another country. They bring home the child and the child is not attaching. They have attachment issues. They are working every day on building their family and it's hard. It's hard. It's not the same as giving birth. It's not the same as adopting a pet. It's a completely different category. So don't say that to an adoptive family to go up to them and say, oh yeah, I know you want to relate and I get that. And I like that heart. I mean, I'm not trying to bash anybody, but I am saying that is incredibly hurtful and it makes us step back and realize, okay, I don't want to have this conversation. I don't want to help you. I don't, I mean, you are not prepared for foster care if you are talking about a cat. So these things are really important to me. This conversation that I had with this mother really left me reeling and really left me thinking, what can we do to help people realize these are not the right things to say? And so I thought, let's do a podcast where I tell that story and then we talk about what are the right things that you can say to an adoptive or foster family. We're going to talk a little bit about being encouraging. I have just gone through a list of possible things a family has gone through. If you were to understand that first and then you saw the family, how much different would it be if you approached them and how you approached them? 
if you think about this mother at night is wondering, am I doing a good job? Am I messing this child up even more? This child has severe trauma and I wasn't prepared for it. We are paying a lawyer and an agency that are treating us poorly. I mean, these are all real issues. If you knew that, how would you approach the family then? Number one, you would give a personal and very positive compliment. If you knew that mother was exhausted, going up to a family and saying, you are doing a great job. Any mother, really, any mother, all of us are exhausted. But if you see this family and you're compelled to approach them, Start with something positive. You're doing great. I love your family. Your family is beautiful. When somebody says that to our family, everybody smiles. Everybody's happy. My children are very, very proud of their family. And we create a culture where we explain families look different for everybody. And you can be proud of where you came from. You can be proud of your story and you can be proud of our family. And so when somebody comes and says, you have a beautiful family, that just confirms what we are teaching our children. I want to tell you a story that we had. And and if you listen to these podcasts, you've heard the story. We were at a mall. We only had two children at the time. And a woman came and approached us and she was not interested in adoption and foster care. Her demeanor and her tone, it was very aggressive. She came walking up to us and said, where did you get those kids? And AJ at the time was three and a half. And he looked up at her and we said, oh, they're adopted. And she said, you took those kids from their parents and they belong with their parents. And AJ's face, I mean, it, his, you could just tell his whole heart broke. And his face He felt embarrassed or he felt confused. He didn't know why this lady was saying this. Why was she yelling at us? We were not prepared at that time. We had never had anybody approach us like that. So we kind of just stood there stunned. And all of you adoptive families that have had a negative experience like this, you know what I'm talking about. That first one, you just stand there like, what? Could this be happening? Should I tell his story? No, I shouldn't tell his story because he's sitting right here. What do I say? Do I run away? Do we avoid her? Do we say, you don't know what you're talking about, lady? Do we get mad? Because if we get mad, then our kids see us get mad. It's very confusing that first time. I remember we walked away and she followed us. She followed us through the mall and kept saying, you stole those kids. You stole those kids. Finally, my husband turned around and said, you are so out of line. You don't know their stories. You don't know where they came from. I'm sorry that you have a negative view about adoption. I'm sorry that Things happened in your life that are telling you to say these things. But you can't follow us, and it's not appropriate for you to say those things to our children. She did back off at that point, and we made a plan at that point. We're going to split. If anybody comes and they're aggressive at our family, we split the family up. And one of us addresses the person, and the other person takes the kids away. That's just our plan. Maybe you're thinking, I didn't know how to how to approach that. Maybe you are an interracial family and you get a lot of things from the culture your child is from. Those people come up to you and may say things to you that are super rude or confusing to your child. I would give the advice, split up. And you have to address that person and say, that's not appropriate. So that situation happened and AJ was very fearful then of people approaching us. So a couple months later, we got a call about Vivi. We went to Florida 
and we ended up getting Vivi, and we were at Target because, you know, in adoption, you just – you didn't know that you were going to have a baby. And so all of a sudden you're at Target throwing things in a cart. I mean, quickly, you got, you need diapers. You've got the baby. You did not prepare. You did not have a baby shower. So we're in that place. We're just throwing things in a cart. And this woman approaches us. My three and a half year old gets out of the cart. He was kind of stepping on the side and he steps in front of his sisters and he looks at the lady like he was ready. That is the cutest thing and also heartbreaking that he was prepared for something negative to be said to our family, and he was ready. And the woman came up, and she had a totally different tone, and she said, your family just made me so happy. And she called her teenagers over, and she said, I want you to see this family. I want my kids to see more families like this. She said, see this lady? She went to the hospital and brought these children home. Do you see? And she said to my kids, do you see your mom? You're so lucky to have your mom. You guys are blessed, and this has blessed my heart, and I want my kids to see more families like yours. And, of course, I'm, like, starting to cry as I'm right now. I mean, I just remember that moment of feeling like that's what my children needed. And AJ said, Mommy, that lady was so nice. And I said, She was, and she was so proud of you. Kids anywhere at any time need adults to be positive and proud. They need us to be People who are encouraging. If you see a mom struggling in a store and her kids are all melting down, I always go up to her and say, you're doing a great job. Because it's so hard. It's so hard to be a mom. And all you need is somebody to come up and say, you're doing a great job. Not, boy, you have your hands full. No, I don't say that because obviously she has her hands full. I mean, but I go up to her and I say, you're doing a great job. So number one, give a positive compliment. Number two, If you're serious about finding out more about adoption or about their family, introduce yourself. Say, hi, I'm Sarah, and I just, I love your family, and I'd love to know more about your family. I, (laughs) this is funny, when I don't have my kids, I am that creepy weird person that is staring at other families. So when I'm traveling or I'm working and I don't have my kids and I see an adoptive family, I can catch myself staring at them like the weirdo. And I, I see them looking at me like, oh, great. This is another weird person going to approach me. So I go up to them and say, you're doing a great job. I love your family. I'm also an adoptive mom. Then the guard goes down. Sometimes they'll talk to me. Sometimes they're just busy. And sometimes I'm busy. But at least at that point, I'm not the weirdo staring at them trying to figure out where is that kid from? Did they adopt him? Are they treating him correct? No, I'm just another human being. When you go up to somebody, you introduce yourself to them and say, hey, I'm so interested in adoption. This is my heart. Or maybe you're an adoptive mother. It puts the guard down and maybe she'll talk to you. The third thing, ask her out for coffee. Don't ask her about her kids in front of her kids. Now, if you say, I'd love to take you to coffee. I really want to know more about adoption. I really want to know more about foster care. And she starts talking to you. Well, then there you go. She's ready. She'll she'll talk to you right there. She's open. You don't even have to go to coffee. But if she says, thank you, thank you for saying that, I would love to take your number and get back to you. That way you have this open form of communication and you let her know, I really am interested. I really do want to know more about you and your family and not just these kids and I'm not just nosy. So those are three things if you are really, really interested. Now, adoptive families and foster families, I just want to say, if you're in this and somebody comes up to you and is rude and inappropriate, it is okay for you to stand up for your children. Mothers, it is okay. I am the smiliest person 
My husband says that I cannot walk by kiosks because I end up with all the samples. I'm trying everything. I mean, I just smile at everyone. He says, stop smiling. And I have learned when somebody comes up to me, it is okay for me to stop smiling. And it is okay for me to have the look on my face like this is inappropriate. It's okay for me to stand up for my children. I don't mean to get mad in front of your children because sometimes that can make them nervous. But I do believe in standing up for your children. I do believe in shutting down negative comments. I do believe in saying this is not okay. And maybe you just needed to hear this podcast to feel like, okay, that's what I need to do. Because everybody's not your friend. Everybody is not going to be excited about your adoption. Everybody doesn't want to hear about your story necessarily for the right reasons. And you have to be discerning on how to respond to the world around you when you have said yes to adoption or foster care. I hope that this helps you. I hope this encourages you. I hope that you feel empowered from this podcast today. We will be back next week. We will have a guest on. I'm not going to do just the April talking show all the time, but I just felt like this one was really important. Once again, number one, give a positive compliment. Tell that mom that she's doing a great job. Number two, tell the mom who you are so that you can make a relational connection. And number three, ask her out for coffee so that you can learn more about adoption, more about foster care. That way she knows that you're serious and you don't want to talk to her in front of her kids or when she's busy. This will show the mom great respect. If you are interested in more, these points will be available on my website at adoption-now.com. Thank you for tuning in. This is Adoption Now. I'm your host, April Fallon. See you next week.